0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, Kyle on today's show we will be discussing I mean there's not a ton going on in Avalanche World right now because you know we can't seem to get back out on the ice but hopefully we will this weekend but we will discuss the World Juniors being cancelled because that's kind of a big deal we will also discuss another moment for each of us from the 2021 year in full that we really enjoyed and although we are a hockey podcast there's some things that you know, transcend sports and cross over into other sports. And John Madden passing away is definitely one of those things. So we, we are me, not as much anymore of gamers. We used to be huge into it, uh, but we'll discuss that as well. Mr. John Madden. Other than that, we'll see what else comes up. But first things first, follow the show, social media outlets, LLP and underscore avalanche on Twitter, lockdown avalanche on Instagram, send questions, comments, concerns, and your favorite moments of the year to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Here we are. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, in the in the open on YouTube, I asked about the Winter Classic. We, we were saying, like, there's no way that they're going to cancel this season uh, beyond January 1st. Because you know they want to get this game in. And I got a kick out of that headline over on uh, NHL.com saying like, it will. It's supposed to be sub zero temperatures there. Yeah. And uh, the, the the headline was the winter classic will go on as planned. Like any of us really thought it was going to get canceled. No. And that, I was seeing like they were talking, it's
0: going to be like negative 13. And is how that these... how low it's going to go? Oh, yes. My God. And I think I can't remember who said it, but his quote was, we just got to skate harder. And I was like, you guys, I'm telling you, like, this game could be flipped upside down. Um, they could have the sun melt the ice and they would put floaties
1: on them and make them finish this game. <laughs> there is no way this game was going to get canceled. Um. So let's see. And this is a night game, too. Mm-hmm. Aren't most winter classics in the afternoon? I. They're I always so. in the afternoon. They're always they're, like a one o'clock. Yeah. Afternoon.
0: Well, like kind of like a late afternoon. I know the heritage classic games usually are like late night.
1: Yeah. But I think winter classics are always, yeah, about like noonish. I find it interesting that they're playing this one uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, at 630 Eastern Tuesday, the forecast called for a high of minus three and a low of minus 15 on Saturday. So there you go have fun minnesota wild and st louis blues um yeah because you're playing this game don't think that you're getting out of it so you wanted it you got it minnesota <laughs> I'm not, january is super fun i'm not shedding a tear for either one of those teams right now so no uh some people we might be shedding a tear for are uh the teenagers of multiple countries because yeah. a sudden and, and shocking kind of uh, announcement that the IIHF completely canceled the world juniors. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Obviously team USA had their game canceled uh, the other day. And I think another game, I think uh, like a Russia game.
0: Georgia I think Funky it was the game.
1: Che- yeah. The checks that that game got canceled from what I understand. I haven't read too much into this from what I understand. There, there's only four known cases of it in the entirety of the tournament. There could be more, but if that's it, they, they just had four and they were they they pulled the trigger on the thing and they pulled the rug out from it. And this thing is is done. I, I could not believe what I was reading. I had to read it over again, thinking like, are they talking about another tournament that's going yeah. on in another part of the globe? But no, uh, they I don't know if they got spooked, if they got scared and they were like, This is just gonna get worse. Let's just call it now. I was shocked. I think we're shocked because we have dealt with so many crazy things in the NHL
0: of like positive tests and protocols and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And then it's just starting to rear its ugly head in the juniors. And they just immediately, I think it was just, yeah, it was the United States and the Czech were the only ones that were reporting positives. And instead of, you know, isolating quarantining and testing again the next day, they, they, just
1: completely pulled the plug on what
0: was a very entertaining tournament.
1: Oh, it always is. I mean, I always look forward to this thing. And what, what did it start on Monday? Mm-hmm. First games are on Monday. And to to just, I mean, there is a lot that goes into planning this thing. You know what I mean? And and you have all of these these young kids coming from all over the globe into Canada. There's a lot that goes into planning this thing. And then after four days, you're just like, no, like it, it's all over. I, I just I feel bad for so many people, for so many of you know the people that get these games in order, get the planning in order, get get all the flights in order and go right all the way down right to the players themselves. Because the one thing that you're hearing a lot of, and it's right, is this is for a lot of guys. This is this is their Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't go beyond this. A handful of them do. Let's not kid ourselves but you know at least for a lot of guys they get to to brag about this experience for the rest of their lives and they're not going to have it in full they're going to say yeah. like oh, we we got to go but it was never completed
0: and the thing that really sticks out to me and I'd be remiss to continue this conversation without mentioning this they didn't even give the women's game a shot they went ahead and yeah man they canceled that right out of the gate and like I'm a huge supporter of the women's game p h f fanatic like I'm a huge supporter of that and yeah. for them to not even give the the women a shot to even have their tournament and then to pull the plug out of the men's tournament so early into it um, I think it softens the blow of the women not getting to compete as well. But if that the men's side would have went all the way through, I think that would have been very talking up both sides of your mouth. And it, it just yeah. did not sit well with me. And it was hanging over me watching every game
1: of the juniors so far. If the men's went all the way through and they were having problem after problem and, mm-hmm. and they were kind of having to do what the NHL was doing, how I was saying like, you know, plug holes everywhere. And you went, to the bitter end with it and yeah and you and you told the women like we're not even going to start your tournament that it, it was a bad look anyway yeah no, let's not kid ourselves it's a bad luck that you did that to begin with um but did that come into play at all here i have no idea but i was shocked that they they just saw a, a few uh players going to the protocol or whatever their protocol is And they went above that and were just like, no, let's just shut the whole thing down. I I could, I really was, was very shocked that they had done it that quickly.
0: And it's a lot of the same, um, points that we were talking about with, um, the Olympic conversation yesterday. It's the last time a lot of these kids get to play for their country and the juniors and possibly chase that medal. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad to see, but
1: I I H F gotta love them sarcastically (laughs) yeah but um (coughs) um (laughs) but and like you said there was already a lot of good moments in this uh in this tournament and you you know for for avalanche fans you had oscar lauson looking very strong in that first game and then you had uh i don't remember what his name is on the Connor bedard yeah get the hat trick all right first one since gretzky uh these tournaments are always good for for feel good moments and feel good stories and you know, what the United States did last year, you wanted to see them follow that up. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 and sad that it's the jerseys yeah. were on point for the United States. They were good. They, they were good. very good. Better than the Olympic ones. Ain't that the far. truth? By far. So, I don't know. It's kind of just uh, where we're at. Feel bad for, for everybody, for everybody, because this is a tournament that everybody looks forward to. Yeah. And even, you know, even the fans that make plans to go see this thing, uh, you know, parents. They, yeah <laughs> i mean we know how hockey parents are so <laughs> yeah um crazy crazy so hopefully we can have it back in full next year i heard they might reschedule for the summer in- i've heard that rumor i i, I don't know I, maybe maybe they will if they do cool i'll watch it obviously but i just feel like the luster is lost at, at yeah this point, you know yeah so All right, let's hear from Primal Origin Oils, and then Kyle and I will get into uh, another moment that we liked from uh, the year 2021. But first, you got a beard, then you better get Primal. You heard me right. If you got a beard, you better get Primal. If you are someone that you care about, has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you are that guy, I know I am that guy, who in the past, I never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Once I did, opened up a whole new war- world for me. And I, cause I was literally th- like when I first like decided to grow a beard, uh, you do, you get the itchiness and scratchiness and like the dry skin underneath. And I'm like, I don't want this. I'm probably going to shave it off. And then a friend of mine told me about putting product in, in your beard, like with uh, beard oils and, mm-hmm. and beard bombs overnight. It got better. And that's yeah. what primal origin oils can do. It'll stop the itch and make your beard look healthy, and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal origin oils makes bombs, oils and whipped butters that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All our products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. And the combo kit will make a great gift at any point during the season. Obviously we're past the holidays, but I'm sure, you know, have somebody that has a birthday coming up, makes a great birthday gift. If you're shopping for someone like me, my birthday's in February. Just January. So you know. Oh, you're in January. January what? Seventeenth. Okay, February twenty seventh over here. Which after this ad, I will tell you a fun fact about February twenty seventh. Uh, so uh, get a get a combo get kit because you will be glad that you did. Finally, go over to primaloriginoils and use that promo code locked on. It gets you twenty percent off. At checkout, once again, primaloriginoils.com. Locked on is the promo code, and you get twenty percent off of your order. All right, yeah. So February twenty seventh. <clears throat> uh it is the the longest tied for. I think there's there's another another month. It is tied for the longest syllabled date on the calendar. February twenty
0: seventh. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Mm.
1: That is right. Wow. Some useless information for you. That's that's some distinction, my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, having said that, we will move right on in because, I mean, <laughs> n- nothing is going to be more exciting than that. Maybe our moments from uh, another moment that we're going to talk about for the year 2021 is I went first yesterday. I'll throw it over to you to go first today, which, by the way, if you didn't listen to yesterday's, go back and listen to that because uh, we have some good moments in yeah. uh, yesterday's episode. But today, start us off.
0: Well, in 2021, a moment that stood out to me was not on February 27th. This was on 12-12-21. Okay. Um, the Colorado Avalanche faced off against the Florida Panthers in a wonderful game. And the game stood out to me because Andre Burakovsky got his yeah. hat trick. Yeah. And... For anyone who's listened to the show for a while, it's something we always talk about when we talk about Berkey is like, if he can just enact himself and like get himself motivated in the game, he's a sniper. He can put it like he can put it in the back of the net and to see that emotion when he finally gets that hat trick and see that whole team celebrate him with him against a very formidable team. Like (laughs) he didn't just get a hat trick. That win was on his back. Yeah. And to see that, that win and that hat trick and the team bonding, like up until this COVID pause, that was really the origins of this avalanche streak and this team and cohesion that we were working on until the pause. So that moment really stood out to me. And it was something as a fan watching Burkowski, use, something you've always wanted him to get and to finally watch him get it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was I, I that's why I'm looking forward to this Toronto game. Yeah, because the first time they played Florida, it was early in the season. It was their first road trip of the season, a short road trip. But it was still a road trip. And they just didn't they didn't look good. And Florida came out to a hot start on the season and against them. And they dominated that game. Um, So I was looking forward to that because you wanted redemption. You wanted to give them payback. And they're one of the best teams in the league. And if you are going to make the Stanley Cup final, they are a very uh real possible opponent that you're gonna go up against. And you're right, man. That game was just from from beginning to end, that was a a playoff Stanley Cup type of, of game. And mm. they said it after it was over. Like I would, I would take that series. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable from 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 start to finish. Just a, a great. Like fair, fought out hockey game, yeah, just awesome, and and yeah, and then everybody kind of is always really still watching, um, you know, our goalie situation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and you know, I, I think with with uh, Burkowski, Burkowski definitely stole the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: with with his uh, you know hat trick, but Kemper, I thought he needed to go yeah. big at the end because the the avs i think miko rantanen took a pretty silly penalty at towards yeah. the end of that one and then they pulled the goalie so now you got 6 on 4 he had to come up big he did you, that you, you and we were talking before we went live like you started to feel good about this avalanche team yeah. after that game and yeah. you're like now we're now we're we're hitting our stride now we're legit now we're a force yeah because we beat a team like that and we played that type of game excellent yeah. excellent game
0: yeah, that was definitely – that was one of those points where you start to believe in Kemper and how we started the season, like winning against Chicago, losing against St. Louis, and like the back and forth, like losing against teams you shouldn't. Like this yeah. was our first fully formed like Avalanche team, and you start believing in Kemper and where everybody was going, and the team started believing in it too, and you could yeah. see it in that reaction of that hat trick.
1: Yeah. Great pick. Uh, for me, um, it was uh, playoffs la- last season, I guess. And game one of the playoffs against the St. Louis blues. And you could tell that the blues were wanting to make this a physical game and the avalanche were, you know, that that was the one rub on them last year was they were not physical enough. And I think they were, I've always said they're not a team that's just going to roll over and die. They're not going to go seek you out, but if you want to bring it to them, uh, they will stand up for themselves. And that was evident about 10 minutes in. The Blues are flying all over the place. They're targeting Miko Rantanen, and they did it one too many times. And Gabe, Land- Gabe Landeskog had enough. Yeah. And he took Braden Shen, and uh, he made Braden Shen think twice about ever messing with anybody, maybe in the entire NHL, ever <laughs> again. Not only was it just a complete beatdown uh, of, of a fight, uh, Conor McGahee had one of the best <laughs> radio calls for that fight ever. So much so that I I, I made it and it still is the ringtone <laughs> for my phone. And I put it out there and so many people messaged me saying, can you send that to me? So I think there's another like 20 or 30 people out there that have, unless they've changed it since then, have the Conor McGahee fight call between Braden Shen and uh, Gabe Landeskog as their ringtone as do I. And that set the tone for that series. You are not going to mess with us. If you do, we have no problem just shoving your face right into the ice. Yep. And it was a sweep. And then for that game, you know, uh, uh, Landis Scott came back out and I think he had three points. I think he had a goal and two assists in that game. So it wasn't just like, I'm going to set the tone that you're not going to mess with us. I'm also going to carry our team because I'm the captain. Yep. So uh, I loved that. And the Az went on to completely decimate uh, Jordan Bennington and the 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 Blues as a whole four game sweep
0: and you can honestly say I don't think the Blues have recovered from that.
1: <sighs> Did you want to give all the credit to to Gabe Landis? Like I th- they, they, I honestly yeah. I feel like
0: because if well, you're looking so. at from that moment like St Louis has not been the same St Louis team that you know they are losing really bad games in really bad ways. Bennington's not the same guy. Um, and you can also say in the fact of Gabe Landeskog, like taking control in a physical way, he carried that over also into this season. Like he started out that way.
1: Um, yeah. He's having a quietly sneaky, very good season yeah. that us in Avalanche world are like, yeah, like that's what he does, but he's not like, you know, around the league, people aren't like, oh my God, Gabe Landeskog's like, playing incredible no he is He really really and when you have kadri going off when you have kale mccarr doing unbelievable things and you have gabe lanskog continuing to be consistent in Mm -hmm. how he's playing it doesn't get as much notification right now so yeah that was that's that was
0: a very that's a turning point for two different teams like the avalanche going more physical because that's one of everybody from the outside looking in always likes to say the avalanche don't play physical. As, but like but they do right. they and you do. don't and it comes from people you don't think are right. physical and we know this like in the burgundy and blue we understand that right. we are a physical team and it's just carried through with our play this year from Landis Gog and others and like I said I I don't think the blues have been the same since that right. that possible. series
1: yeah but no, like the, the Avs are, are a physical team when they need to be. They're mm-hmm. not stupid with it. They just don't go throw themselves around just because. Yeah. But go look at the the stats from the, the Vegas series. Yeah, they lost the series, but they were out hitting Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not in the first couple of games, but I think the last two games, they had something like 40 high 40s in hits. And that's, don't don't tell me they're not a physical team. Like, and that's pretty much par whenever. for
0: the course. That's yeah. par
1: for the course in every Avalanche game. It's
0: we are doing really good in the checking and the hitting department. Like, yeah, everybody likes to think we just get out there
1: and skate around people. We go through people yeah, as if, well. Yeah, if we need to, we do. That's why I like this team because they're well rounded. And yeah. if they, if, it, if it's a physical game, like okay, then we'll square up and we'll we'll play a physical game. We'll do that. If it's not a physical game, then you know we'll rely on our speed and our skill to beat you that way. So exactly. Uh, they they got it all. So, yeah, uh, we will do this again tomorrow. I think we got one more uh, day of looking back and at 2021. So, but again, shoot us emails or get a hold of us on uh, social media and let us know kind of your favorite memories from uh, 2021. All right. Bet online. And then uh, we'll just uh, bid adieu to Mr. John Madden. But bet online has you covered this holiday season with more prop bets, odds and lines than ever before. The NFL season continues its march towards the playoffs and the college bowl season is upon us. If they play a bowl game, I lot of them seem to be getting canceled, uh, yeah. but the ones that are played, go ahead and bet on them. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. That's betonline.ag. So, like I said in the beginning, there's some things that, you know, even no matter what sport you're covering, uh, and you heard it a lot. Like I listen to a lot of uh, NHL radio on Sirius XM. Um, if you if you're listening to uh, just a hockey podcast like this one, um, I, I think like Elliot Friedman was talking about him uh, on on his show. Like there's things that just will will cross boundaries and cross over into different sports. And John Madden was that that dude and. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, we're almost the same age, but uh, I I didn't know him as a, a head coach. I knew him more as the uh, guy, as the commentator. And then obviously, <clears throat> being a, a product of the 1980s, which made me a uh, video game junkie in the 90s, everybody had Madden. Everybody yeah. did. And, you know, that that is now a a, for a lot of our listeners who maybe are like in the, the teens or early 20s that's how they know him yeah is through a video game and it continues to be year in and year out one of one of the biggest sports game that's released but everybody looks forward to it getting a madden rating is like a a thing like i can't i still i get I, i get a kick out of all the players who get upset when the ratings come out yeah it's a big deal and that's all all john madden but he he his his commentating was second to none. There there was think about it now man like there who do you really tune in for because of the announcer. You know, you don't really do it that much anymore. Yeah. And he was like you got to if he's calling a game and you didn't really care about the teams, you really would tune in because he was yeah. so funny and knowledgeable. He he was one of a kind.
0: And the thing with John Madden, like there have been names like Howard Cassell and you had your Keith Jacksons, like your legendary broadcasters, mm-hmm. and they were known for being legendary in their role. John Madden was a whole different animal. Like he had – he loved the game. Mm. He lived the game. Um, He brought his his coaching experience into the booth, and he transcended the sport he was in. That's why we're talking about it on a hockey podcast because mm. you could feel – the man's love for the sport. Like, the man was boom, tough acting, ten to acting. Yeah. And, like, he was famous because, like, he hated flying. So he had the Madden bus. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had just this persona. And, like, he started out with Pat Summerall and ended up with Al Michaels. Like, and everywhere he went, it was magic. And yeah. when he spoke, you listened. And it wasn't just idle fill in the time, fill in like dead air. When he spoke, you listened. when he drew, you paid attention. Well, he was drawing everything. He was drawing. Oh my God. His love for Brett Favre. Yeah. Like you listened to every bit of it. And like, it was a name when it got onto a video game franchise, it was even more notoriety because it was connecting to a younger generation. Yeah. And, He's been out of commentating for a while, but it's still a name that everybody knows. And when he passed away, everybody had a memory, whether it's his coaching days, whether it's his commentary, whether it's the video game franchise, whether it's the 10 acting commercials, the uh, Frank Caliendo impersonations. (laughs) Everybody knows of John Madden and there's memories tied to that man. And yeah, he's the last of it. Like when you said, like, do you listen to an announcer? The only one I can even think of would be Jim Houston. I would tune in to Hockey Night in Canada broadcast
1: just to listen to him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's it. <clears throat> yeah. It, it, I mean, there, there's guys that are very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like there's excellent broadcasters right now, but he was just head and shoulders above everybody else. And and the, the all Madden team, like at the yes. end of a, uh, towards the end of a football, like you tuned in to watch that. That was a yeah. big deal. That, that was almost more of a big deal that, than getting like a Pro Bowl nod, <clears throat> you know, get, get being being an All-Madden player.
0: And the Turducken.
1: The turdu- yes, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. It was like doing the whole like turkey leg thing for Thanksgiving. Yep. That was you, – you. when the game was over, you didn't change the channel. You, yep. you hung around to watch him. Uh, give the that the Tarzan <laughs> award, which is ridiculous to, to even say it out loud. But like he just made everything fun while being very knowledgeable on the mm-hmm. sport at the same time. And and I put it up on Twitter. Uh, you know he will be forever known as that he called John Elway's last game. Yeah, uh, Fox had the Super Bowl when it was the Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons, and it was him and, and Pat Summerall, and and that was uh, that ended up being Elway's last game. John Madden called it. And you talked about Brett Favre, how he has this obsession. He had this obsession with Brett Favre. Did you – I mean, when, when Mike and Mike on ESPN was a thing, did mm-hmm. you follow that? All the, like Mike Golick uh, put together – it's probably up on YouTube. Mike Golick put together a reel. Every time Golick had a – either got a turnover, forced a fumble, or uh, had he had a couple of interceptions in his career – or recovered a fumble and Madden had the call he minimized it every <laughs> single time he gave the credit to somebody else and and Mike Golick was just like yeah he was like, I got used to it after a while but he never gave me credit for anything and he I you know I, I just thought about this as we're talking about him. I want to see if Golick posted anything about it because Golick had yeah. fun with it he didn't yeah. like despise Madden because of it he had fun with it but it's so true he didn't he never gave golic credit for any big play that he made it's pretty and,
0: and see that speaks to john madden because players paying attention to what a broadcaster says about them like who yeah. cares anymore like if you're like what did madden say about me
1: like that's it's what big you deal. want yeah big deal yeah it's like the, the pope like anointing you pretty exactly much, yeah how do they not put him on the cover for next year Oh, absolutely! Don't Madden they have twenty three? It's just gonna be just John Madden. It's gotta be, and and he he was he was the only person on the cover for the first I don't know what up till six, two seven eight two, years. Two thousand was his last. It was two thousand was his last one, and it started in ninety three, ninety
0: four. Two was
1: it ninety two? Okay, so eight years or so. He he was the only one on the cover, mm-hmm. and then when they started doing the players, then it became the Madden curse and everything, yeah. and um
0: eddie george being the first one titan thing was, over here there you yep.
1: go um and then when when he kind of stepped away you never really heard from him anymore no nope. you know he, he didn't i think when he was done he was done and he put in his time and he he hung around home and and, and that was that was a put a career in that's fine still kept his name on a video game because you know that that will live in, in infamy and that will just continue yeah. to go on and on and, and people obviously love that game so you probably moved that bus right next to an outback steakhouse and yeah happily absolutely so <laughs> uh thanks for the memories in so many ways uh on the air and in, in the video game world so um definitely will be a, a missed icon even yeah. though he kind of Went away from the limelight. He was still a, obviously a very, very big name. So, Oh, yeah. All right, everybody. That will wrap it up for today. But like we said, if you got a memory from the 2021 season, or even about John Madden, doesn't matter. Yeah. You, can, you can email us. LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or find us on uh, our social media outlets. That will be it for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Check out Locked On NHL for your second listen. Uh, A lot of talk going on of the World Juniors, so you're going to want to head over there and listen to everything that needs to be uh, reported on with that whole thing. So um, that'll do it, man. We'll be back tomorrow, last one of the week. And then after that, we'll hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about Avalanche Hockey next week. But for now, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And uh, that'll do it. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, abs, go. Go.